Hey guys, today we're going to be exploring a movement that is growing. It's called the Hebrew Roots Movement, and we're going to be talking about how dangerous it is. We talk about the church, family, theology, and even entertainment. In fact, if it's Christian, we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Show. This is the Mike Charleston Show. Thank you for watching. I am the Mike Charleston, and today I am joined with Chuck. Hey, guys. And Larry over Hi. here. And with my wife, Sarah. Hello. Yep, 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 yep. So uh, today, we're go- so a couple weeks ago, about three or four weeks ago, we were talking about uh, Calvinism, and I had mentioned that there, in, 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 in homeschool movements, there have been two things that have been rearing their ugly head in the homeschool movement. One is Calvinism. The other one is Hebrew Roots. And so we talked about Calvinism, but the Hebrew roots one is just as important and probably maybe even more tricky and, and dangerous. So we wanted to cover some of those things. A lot of people don't even know what it is, yeah. and and so they got to be careful. And, and coming right off the heels of discernment, I think this is very appropriate that we're going to discern whether or not... You know, this is good or bad, and I don't like to, you know, point out other movements necessarily, but this is one that has been, uh, in our circles, it's been growing and growing, and this is a dangerous thing. It's not all, it's not all dangerous, but it can be, and so that's what we're going to talk about today yep. is just how dangerous is it, and uh, so the question is kind of, guys, have you guys even heard of the Hebrew Roots Movement? Yes. When did you so hear I about had, it? I had heard of it. I didn't know much about it. I right. mean, I, until I actually did a little research and study for the show today, just right. so I could understand it better. Hadn't really given it much. I just just heard that it existed. Right. Didn't really know term. what it was, and came to find out that a lot of people in it don't really know what it is either. Yes. So. <laughs> right. Uh, and in fact, we we uh, are probably have some of the same similarities. And, and with the Hebrew roots movement, there's a lot of the same things that we agree with, uh, but there's a lot that we disagree with. So, it, when did you first hear about the Hebrew roots movement? In Texas. Okay, in Texas, right. same here, right? Um, at, at one of those things. Yeah, the ones keeping the Sabbath. Right. And we're all on Saturday going about and having a good time, and right. they're huddled up having their whatever. What, what were they having? Well, I guess their Sabbath <laughs> worship time or whatever. Right. I, Yes, that was kind of the first time I was made aware of it about five, six years ago. And it was like, okay, this is kind of new. I'm keeping my eye on it. It Obviously, it didn't sound good right away. Uh, But like Chuck said, so we got this from the Hebrew Roots Mom, you know, website. And right, is this where this quote comes? She had a link to this oh, website. Oh, okay. Yep. So it was so. a link to Ozzy. Ozzy Osbourne. That's what I thought too. What are Ozzy? Ozzy.com. So this is the quote, and this kind of puts Hebrew roots in a nutshell. Now, when we say this, there's no statement of belief. And this is why it's hard to right. really pigeonhole what Hebrew roots is. It's a movement. It's more of an idea. Yeah. And it's not really, there's not really like Calvinism. You can go back to Calvin right. and, and be like, here's the points of Calvinism. And even within Calvinism, there's some finer points that they disagree on. But we can go back and say, this is what Calvinism right. is. Yeah. Hebrew roots is a little bit different. There, It's not very formed yet. And it's kind of, they all disagree. But there is some things that they, they agree with. Right. And so I think this kind of nails what it is on the very basic level. 
Uh, it said, uh, meet the Hebrew Roots Movement. On the surface, many of the followers might look like conservative or orthodox Jews. They keep kosher, observe the Sabbath, celebrate Passover, wear stars of David, and speak Hebrew. But their religion centers on Jesus, whom they refer to as Yeshua, his Hebrew name. And they believe that the right path to following Jesus is to live as he did by observing the Torah. And if you don't know the Torah, that is the law. Um, and that was from Ozzy, <laughs> Ozzy, Ozzy, that's Ozzy. Com. That is But uh, and that was you know that's basically what it summed up and and what uh, everything that we've yeah. read up. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a good way of summing it up. Yeah, I would I would think so. Right. It, it's they all don't agree on every single detail. As we get into this, we're not trying to you know some people out there might be going this way and they're like, well, I don't believe that. But we do think that there are legitimate dangers of going down this road and and where the, the movement has taken people, and we're going to discuss that. Just like every uh, false gospel, there's problems, right. and yes. you may start out with a good heart and may want you know the truth, and it's, it's all good, but it may lead you away and you may end up in the flesh. Well, uh, like the old saying, the... Road to hell is paid with good intentions. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. I think that one of the things we see from people who would, would we we're talking about Hebrews root movement, but anybody who's looking at a, a movement uh, or right. a group that, that has some appearance that attracts to them, I think that we, we'll find that they're looking sometimes for some, uh, a way to be authentic yes. in their Christianity. Yes. Right. And, or be more authentic or right. more pleasing to God. And I kind of feel like when, when looking at this, that's what this movement kind of intends to yeah, do. Yeah, that's their attractiveness about and it, I, right? And I look at it and I think that's, you know, that that's shows more of a fault of the church yep. of us not being authentic right. in our walk with faith and faith and somebody looking for something that has an appearance. Absolutely. Does, no. So. So before we get into, because I want to get right what you uh, said, Chuck, um, uh, just a couple more little things here real quick. They believe that they need to tie the law and Christ together. You know, that is the law and Christ need to stay together, as that one statement said. We shouldn't leave Judaism, but instead they are basically adding Christ to Judaism. Like Judaism should still be carried out. That is part of what they believe, that Christ is here to not only to show us the example, but to observe Torah and to keep it going. And we shouldn't depart from that. You just reminded me when we were starting that this verse in Second Peter chapter 2 mm-hmm. talks about false prophets. It's... Um, but they were also, but they were false prophets also among the people. Even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Swift destruction. So the false teaching is not anything new, right? And that's this is why we're trying to point out something that obviously we think this is false. Yeah, and <laughs> and we're going to give good reasons why, but uh, I don't think they they go into this thinking. Hey, I believe in the false system here. No, I um, think like Chuck said, they may have had good intentions to start with. But, well, this is what so this is the good part. So so Christianity has separated from Ju- Judaism. A good bit. And if you look at the history of the church, this is where they departed. They became very anti-Semitic. And yeah. the Catholic Church, especially in the 3rd, 4th oh, yeah. century, they separated themselves so much that even their uh, Easter, 
Yeah. Uh, we've talked about this before. The, the, they changed the whole calendar yeah. just so that the Passover and Easter wouldn't be on the same day. They, di- they didn't want any part of Judaism. Now, that is bad. That's not good. Our roots are in Jude- Judaism. Yeah, I mean, they, we, a- we come from Christ, who was part of the Jewish nation, who had the law. God gave them the law. And there are, there are aspects of that that are beneficial to us. And we can look back at those things and the stories of all the all the people of our, the faith, the, the fathers. I know a lot of them were before the law, but they're all part of the, the line of Christ. Right. Yes. Or all the writers of the Bible were Jewish. Right. That's, I, <laughs> right. So, we can't get away from it. Um, right. So we're not anti-Semites. Right. In fact, you know, the verse that says if you, you uh, bless... Um, uh, I'll bless them that bless you, right. and curse them that curse. Yeah, so we look out for Israel, and right. and and I want their best interest. And Pray for the peace of Israel. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I I'm all for the Israelites, but I also want them to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And so Christianity stems from Judaism, and and so is it okay to be interested in the feast days and the Passover and you know, and I I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing. Like I know that at one point in our fellowship, there was a family who wanted to do a Passover meal. Just to, as a, the symbolism right, is, yeah. is great. Oh yeah! And mm-hmm. didn't you guys do a Passover or was we it, did? Uh, yeah, okay, we did too. Yeah, okay, you did one. Before. Yeah. I haven't done it in a long time, but I I wouldn't be opposed to doing it again. It's got great right. symbolism. It does. Yeah. And if we're not doing it to please Jesus or God or whatever, you, you know, it's it's just hey, we want to sh- to show forth Jesus, right? You know, mm-hmm. as the Passover Lamb. There's nothing wrong. And even studying the the feast days, what they did, why Jesus. A lot of these are memorials right. and of what God had did for his people. Well, and I think they're also um, types to show what God is going to do right. in the future. Absolutely. So, so no, I, I, so if people that get into that and study those and even want to participate a little bit, like Michael Thornton was talking about, yeah. maybe, you know, he likes the, f- the festival of booths. It seems like fun where you go out and tent camp and all that. And I'm like, whatever, you know, it's well, not. Isn't it Chuck Missler? He talks about that. If I remember correctly, doing no. some of the feast days, right, and and the symbolism that's there. There's a lot of symbolism. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's so, a, we're, we'll talk about that later uh, in Hebrews. Well, we get, and uh, wasn't we just talked about in church? Was it uh, last Sunday or the two weeks that Paul goes back and reiterates? You know, like the the children of Israel growing through the wilderness, and those things are written for our benefit, right? That we, so, they're for our example, right? And uh, yeah, right. So. So, but, you know, to, to go back and to obey the law, I believe that is too far. And yeah. that is their big thing is that we have to obey the law. And I've talked to a number of Hebrew Roots people, uh, and they wouldn't, they didn't necessarily call themselves Hebrew Roots, right? They, they just, they, I don't know what they called themselves, but they were Hebrew Roots. And I got into a lot of discussion with them, and they're mixed up. Their hermeneutics are all mixed up, oh, yeah. and they have good intentions, I think, but I think it's misplaced. They they see that the the world is in a mess. They yep. see the attractiveness that hey, the ladies are dressing conservatively. Ladies are ladies. The men are men. Right. And you know there there is a show of hey, we are doing what God wants us to do, and they they get caught up in this. And so what we have to remember though is that the law didn't work. Right. Like yeah, the, exactly. the law didn't uh, didn't make the, anybody righteous. Right. Well, yeah, the law the law actually worked. It's the people that failed. That yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, the law is good, and uh, the people failed. Right. And so the, the law didn't bring about righteousness. It no. brought about death. 
And uh, so, and, and babe, you haven't said a word yet. Uh, I did say hello at the you beginning. You did say hello. Yes. Well, yes. Well, ain't she this <laughs> Yes, she is. So why don't you go ahead and read, read Hebrews 10.4. 10.4. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. So the, we were talking about this last night or two nights ago, whatever it was, the the sacrifices, it was impossible for them to take away sins. It had to be, obviously, Christ's perfect sacrifice was right. going to take away the sins. So all these sacrifices, it was not able to take away sins completely. And yet we want to go back to a system where they want to emulate these things that are shadows of things to come. So, yes, we have separated from Judaism because Judaism at its core is about the law. So there are there are things that we can do to... to uh, we respect Judaism because that is the roots that where we come from, right? But there is going to be a definite. There's going to be a definite divide when it comes to obeying the law or not obeying the law. This is pretty clear in Scripture that we are no longer under the law, and the and the Judaizers are. Uh, I shouldn't say Judaizers, but the um, well, that's what Paul called them. Well, but real Jews. Oh yeah, yeah I got the, you. Real yeah. Jews. They are. They are still to keep the law. Right. They, they yeah. are trying to obey the law, even yeah. without a priesthood, without yeah. a temple. And it's very difficult to, to do all these things right now. So I don't know how they, they, um, they adjust. But uh, so anyway, the, the other thing, the Catholics, like we just talked about this, that they, they messed up the calendars because they didn't want anything to do with Judaism at all at its core. And that is wrong. I, right. I do think that that was a problem that, yes, that we we were, we came from something that yes we don't necessarily practice all that thing but we still need to respect that hey there's some things yeah. here that we came from and you know we should we should know this thing well so, i mean you think about it in in the millennial reign where is the throne of david going to be in israel yeah in right. jerusalem right. specifically so yeah. That's kind of Jewish, last I checked. It is. <laughs> so, it, and and well, God's not done with the Jews. Right. No, he's not. So. You, you touched on something. I think part of this is people do, we feel this innate desire that we need to do something yes. to feel, to show God that we're worthy. So, some people express that through keeping the law. If you have a list of things you should do and, and you shouldn't do, then you could check those things off and say, okay, well, I, I have... My wife wears long skirts. I don't trim the corners of my beard. You know, yep. <laughs> so I don't eat pork. I keep the Sabbath. You know, all these things. And we, so we can look at that and say, okay, this is, I'm, 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 doing, I'm well. doing good. Right. I'm doing I'm, good. I'm doing pretty good. But, but that's rep, uh, replete with problems. Yeah, there's a lot of problems with that. So we have five problems, and uh, we're going to discuss those here. Well, and we okay. Before we get to before. the problems, when you say... <laughs> Um, when you say law, can you like explain what you mean? Because uh, yeah. law is Good kind point. of like a big, it's a small word, but it has a lot of different You're meanings. You're jumping ahead, but okay. okay. Uh, what do you mean? Like the, well, I mean, I just say when you say Hebrew roots people, they want to keep the law. What is... What, well, what law are you talking that, about? That's a good question. They have to redefine their terms, which we're jumping way ahead now. <laughs> At least it's uh, not me this time. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and so they I think want, it's contagious. <laughs> they'll say Torah. They like to go with the Torah, which is just the, the Pentateuch, yeah. the first five books of the Bible, the law of Moses, basically. But they don't keep the 613 laws. Well, even that, they'll divide it. They'll say, well, there's a ceremonial law, there's a sacrificial law, then right. there's the civil law. Right, and they, and they want to keep the certain ones that are easier, easier right? <laughs> <laughs> convenient, <laughs> convenient and, and all that. And so look good. Is, is that what you're wanting? Yeah, I was just curious. 
Yeah, because when you said law, it is a little bit, there's some terms in the New Testament when it says law, it could mean scriptures. It could, you know, the law and the prophets, you know, it could mean the scriptures as a complete thing, or it could be the law. But in the context, we know when we're talking about the law, um, and they're going to have a problem with that with Paul, in which we'll get to shortly. So well, problem. Also, okay, also go ahead. Thinking, since we're going ahead and jumping ahead, I'll jump ahead. Jump ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so um, all the way over, Jeannie and I were discussing this because I was trying to get bounce some things off sure. of her to get some ideas, and we're reading piece. But one of the piece, one of the scriptures that they used to actually um, bring this into an idea that Jesus said we should do it is um, uh, in Matthew. Um, no, Try the chapter, but it's Ma- it Matthew seven, so. where, where Jesus says, "You know, keep my commandments." Oh, okay. And they yeah. actually interpret that to mean the commandments, meaning the law. Yes. Yeah. Um, but um, if you, it's difficult to actually do that. You look at what Jesus was actually talking to his disciples. You can see Jesus gave a lot of commandments that were outside the law. Yes. Actually, God in the Old Testament gave a lot of commandments that were outside of the law. Yep. So which commandments are actually law? Which which what actually That's is a good point. commandments? What yeah. and if and one of the things that um, the the article we were reading brought out was that uh, you know the defense they would have for that is that, you know, it's talking about specific commandments. I mean, you take the idea that, you know, God commanded Hosea to marry a prostitute. Right. Are we going to keep that one? Right. right, Or is that law? Is that a commandment? Yeah. Well, that was given to an individual person, you know, a specific people for a specific time. Yes. No. All right. Well, the law of Moses was given to a specific people for a specific time. Right. That doesn't stand up. Right. So, determining what you keep, what you don't keep, that's... A big piece if you're going to get into trying to keep the law. Well, that's where we get into hermeneutics, which means just the study of Scripture, how you study the Scripture. And that can be a very big problem if you're just picking and choosing verses and trying to fit it all together. And it sounds good, you know, like... you know, the law is never went away, and we need to keep working it. Now that we have Jesus, like I've read someone that was in Hebrew Brutes. Now, this doesn't necessarily reflect all of them, but they said that, you know, now that we couldn't keep the law before, but now that we have Jesus, we can follow the law. And I was like, really? Can you? You're going to do it perfectly? I, I would be curious to, to see that. So, anyway, so let's get right into the five problems that we have. I know Joshua wants us to stop at the 30-minute mark so we can give him a break. But um, uh, the, no, number one is they, they preach another gospel. Yep. And this, this is another means of salvation outside of faith alone. Now, it, that sounds like a, you know, it's like, well, it's another gospel. But if you read what Paul said in Galatians chapter one about a man or an angel that preaches another gospel, hence the Mormons, yep. um, they should be accursed. Right. Or I think the, maybe the Greek word is anathema. Or, right. Yep. So. But that was a Hebrew word. He or Hebrew word. Yeah, it would have been Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if Larry just looked at the next note, he would see Galatians chapter uh, 1. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> no, actually, what you have, we didn't actually have that part, right? No. Right. Um, because uh, I think it's right after that. But go ahead, babe. Why don't you read Galatians 1, 6 through 7. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. And then he goes into what you were talking about. Right, yeah. And, and just that, if if me or an angel from heaven speak another gospel, let him be accursed. And so yeah. he's marveling that they're so soon removed uh, from Christ to another gospel. 
And obviously, they don't think that they're being moved from Christ here, but they are. It's a it's a gospel that is not of grace. Right. It is. It's back to law, and we're going to get that in here shortly. But uh, it's it's not grace. That is for sure. And uh, why don't we read Galatians two sixteen? Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. And I know that they would probably say, yes, we are justified by faith alone, like we're, we have our faith in Jesus. But it's that the works slowly come in, and they're not the only ones, by the way. No, a lot no. of churches oh, yeah. struggle with this too. Yeah. They feel like they've got to keep doing something to earn their salvation in, in some way. And they'll say, no, 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 it's it's all about faith in Jesus, but yet they have to maintain it in some way. So Hebrew roots aren't the only one that struggle with this. Well, it's like the the, the Calvinists, they will say, well, you're if you're one of the elect, you'll maintain good works to show that you're one of the elect. Problem is that is they don't know who's elect and who's not. Right, they have so, to wait until so the end. So it all becomes and, a works-based Right, so it and, becomes very dangerous too. Yeah. And so this, when I was when I was looking at this, I never found anywhere. Is there? It, I'm asking the question uh, in the Hebrew Roots movement. Is it something that says that you have to do this in order to be saved? So that's where uh, there's a lot of debate. A lot of them will not say that. You know, they okay. try to stay away from that as much as possible. But as they get deeper and deeper, there are some that say absolutely. They'll go in as far as that if you don't say Yeshua. You know, you're not right. saved. Yeah. Uh, you're not using his proper name. So that's where it gets into this amoeba of we're not yeah, sure. I just, I just find it difficult when, when we look at in Acts whenever Paul has been out. He's been preaching. He sees the Holy Spirit given yep. to the Gentiles. Right. Yes. And he comes back to Jerusalem to the apostles that are there. They have a council together, and they discuss, is it necessary for them to keep the law? Yes. Right. And they yeah. determine, no. No. It's yeah. pretty clear. It's, yes. it's in Scripture. Right. So if I have it, a difficult was, time we were just talking about that this. passage. Before, before you got here, okay. we are talking about that. And it wasn't Paul that said it. It was Peter, James, and I think John. Yeah, some other the, guy. Yeah. But yeah, they were the council. The, the, but, it was it was all these people. And so it wasn't just Paul, because we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. They don't really care for Paul. But it was determined early on at this council that the, they, they gave him four things to do. And yep. the four things weren't keep the law, keep the law, keep the law, no, keep the law. No, no. <laughs> it was uh, abstain from things strangled from blood, yeah, uh, fornication. Um, Meat sacrifice to idols. Yes, and something else. Uh, it doesn't matter right now. I think um, Paul mentioned in Galatians it was to remember the poor. When he was relating the story about going up there, that was one thing that was mentioned. I, it wasn't mentioned in Acts. But Paul mentioned it in Galatians. Was, okay. Remember yeah. the poor. Remember the poor. And at no time does he say keep the law, make sure that we keep the right. law of Christ. Well, we keep the law of Christ. So that's number one, that, that there's a, uh, another means of salvation. And I know that one's a tough one, like you said. Do they actually say this is your way of salvation? They would say, no, faith in Yeshua would be our salvation. But just like any other cult right. or any other thing, it slowly works towards it's my efforts, and they feel condemned yeah. if they do things wrong. Talk to a lot of these people that are caught up in these movements and how they treat some of these holy days, and they fail, they feel condemned, and well, that is not good. And it does, it becomes 
they say one thing, but in practice, it becomes you're, you going, have, you're jumping ahead. Oh, you're jumping sorry. ahead. I didn't mean to do you're that. Jumping ahead. <laughs> okay, point number two: if they put people back under the law. This becomes legalistic. It's almost like number one, yeah. but it is. It's encouraging people to actually keep the law. I, I, there's no other way to get around it. Now, it's not the whole law. It's they're they're keeping people under certain laws. They're they're, they're making up which ones you have to keep and which ones you don't. But they are putting people back under the law. Romans seven six says what, babe? But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Well, it's pretty clear. I, I, right. I don't know. If, you, if you're reading the New Testament, it is pretty clear, and especially here. This one is talking about the story. He gives an illustration about marriage, and yeah. it's talking about our position in Christ and how with the marriage, you are bound to that person as long as they live. And in, in that example, he's saying there's two people involved here. The, the woman is married to this man, and this man is, represents the law. And she wants to be freed from it, but she can't. And, and so she, that, that something has to die. And so he died. And so actually, I think the, the lady was representing of the law. Um, I, don't, I don't remember. But anyway, we, so anyway, we, the law never dies. That, right. The law doesn't die. The law is still here, and it's, it's very applicable. But we died. We died with Christ. And so I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Uh, you know, all these things. We've been buried with Christ. And, and, and so now we are a new creature in Christ Jesus. We are not uh, married to that law. We've now been freed from the flesh. We've been freed from Adam. We've been freed from the law. We're now free in the spirit now. We are uh, a new creature in Christ Jesus. So that, that is the context of the Romans uh, 6, where now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were, we were held, but uh, that we should serve in newness of spirit, not the oldness of the letter. Well, Paul also said in Galatians chapter 3 that the law was a schoolmaster. Right. And well, how did he say? I, we, we talked about this earlier, but... Well, you're looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Which is kind of insinuating we're no longer under, under the, the law. law right? Yeah. So. All right. What about the next one, babe? All right. I believe it's Galatians. Yeah, four minutes. What does it say? Galatians 3.10. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written... Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Okay, the reason why I put this verse oh, yeah, it was just that if you want to keep the law, you have to continue in keeping the law and keeping perfectly. it all. Right. Yes, you can't yeah. just break you can't decide, well, only this part, only that part. We we need to you have to keep it all. And yep. if you don't, you're gonna be under a curse. And Christ came to break that curse and to set us free from that. Right. And, and these people want to put us back under that bondage, and, and, and it is bondage. And they right. say, well, no, but now we can do it, you know, because we have Christ. Well, I can do it without Christ. I can have the righteousness that is without law, according to Romans, because right. we are now the righteousness of Jesus Christ, and we can do it by faith. We don't have to do it by the works of the law. Absolutely. All right, so Hebrews 10.1. For the law, having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. I, I, this is a good argument. I don't have to say anything. I don't have to say anything. Black and white, right? It was a shadow of things to come. Right. Yeah. It was pointing to something. It was pointing to Christ. And they couldn't do any. The, 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 how does it say? Can never with those sacrifices make the, they offer up, make the comers thereunto perfect. But guess what Christ does? 
He makes, makes us the comers perfect. perfect. Well, right. that's the whole mm-hmm. point of why did Christ have to come? Why did he have to live a sinless life? Why did he have to keep the law? To overcome. To overcome because he was, as Paul said, he's the second Adam. Right. He did what Adam couldn't do, and he did what no other man could have done, is he fulfilled the law. Therefore, that made him a worthy sacrifice. Sacrifice. Right. To take so, away the sins of the world. Okay, right. Joshua. Um, we, we beat it before the 30-minute <laughs> yeah, mark, yeah. so why don't we go ahead and take a break? And Abigail, I don't I have no clue what Abigail has for us, but she has a little game for us. So why don't we go ahead and get out of here, and uh, we will be right back. Thank you for listening. This is the Mike Charleston Show. We are back, and this is the halftime show, right? And this is uh, probably the part, the show that everybody looks forward to. They don't care about the other parts. Uh, but this is game time with Abigail, and Abigail is here, so hit it, Joshua. And Yes, it is, and I don't, I don't have a clue of what you're doing, but you did throw a little something out just before we came on, and how well do we know each other? What, what are we doing here? So this is going to be, how well do you know each other? <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> so you guys, I'm going to ask each of you a question. You'll have to figure out which one of the other guys it is. Well, what if it's or both? You ask us a question? Or yeah. Are you going to yeah, make a gotta, statement? It's a question. Okay. We'll, we'll so see we'll how just see works. how this, yes. Yep. Let's go. All right, we'll start with you, Dad. What? Okay, start with me. Yeah. So whose birthday... Oh, this is like 50-50. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. it is. Everything's right. 50-50, yeah. 50, yeah. right? that's right. That's right. <laughs> so whose birthday is in May? Oh, this is a good question. Um, I'm going to go with Larry. That is correct. Yes. Yeah, am I right or am I right? Yes, am I right? Yes. Am I right? yes, yes, of course I got that one. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> sure you May what? 16th. Oh, yes, May 16th, of course. All right, Mr. Larry. Mr. Larry. Oh, okay, it's be fun. Who has the fewest siblings? Who has the fewest siblings? Oh, oh siblings? I know. Is he? I know this one. Um, I got something to say. Hmm. Ah, <laughs> uh, Chuck. That is no. correct. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. he's a no at the end. Hey, you gave his answer. I have one. <laughs> yes. Oh uh, yeah. I, was three. Like, uh, I think it. I have three-ish. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Three, yeah. <laughs> All right, Mr. Chuck. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Chuck. Fail. Who got married in December? Oh. Who got married in December? Yeah. I'm gonna go with Larry. That is correct. Yeah. Yes, he is right. Yeah. We got that one. Right. We're, we're all doing well. Yeah. All right, here we go. Grin the streak right here. So I got. Mike I got this one. In April, May. Yes, April. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> April. All right, Dad. Yes. Who has a younger brother? Who's got a younger brother? Well, Larry does. That is correct. Yeah, <laughs> yep, I, I know that. That wasn't even 50-50. <laughs> we both do. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't they both? I thought you had an older brother. Nope, I'm younger uh, too. Uh, <laughs> he couldn't even get that one wrong if he tried. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Mr. Larry. Who was born in Clean, Texas? Oh, that's an easy one. Is it? Yeah. 
Mike. Uh, that is correct. Yes. yes. You know how you know if someone's from Texas. Texas. You don't have to worry about it. They'll let you know. That's right. <laughs> That's how I know that. I one. don't let people. Le- I don't let people know I'm from Texas. <laughs> That's how I found that. Out. That's right. <laughs> you know where I'm from? Texas. Texas. Um, All right, Mr. Chuck. Whose first car was a Honda Accord? Oh. First car was a Honda Accord. I'm gonna go with Larry again. No. Uh, that I was, was gonna me. say if Pam said Honda Accord, she had that one wrong. No, that was me. <laughs> I had the Honda Accord. Yeah. All right, and last question okay. for each oh, of you. Oh, final round. Final round. Final right. round. Dad. Yes. Who has a son with a middle name Joel? A middle a son with the middle name middle Joel. Name Joel. Well. I know it's not Chuck because I know his middle names for both his kids, but I didn't think Larry had one. But I'm gonna say Larry. Yeah, it that is. is correct. Yeah. Yes, Riley. Oh, Riley. Oh, yeah. Okay. Riley. Okay. I'm glad I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who's next? All right, Mr. Larry. Whose wife's maiden name is Bond? Oh, this should oh, be easy. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Mm-hmm. It's um, Chuck. That's yeah. Bond. James Bond. James Bond. <laughs> All right, Mr. Chuck. Oh, mm. pressure's Who on. Who doesn't yeah. have a brother? Who doesn't have a brother? Well, if he's paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> really? You want to make it that easy? No, well, it's obviously not Larry, so it has to be Mike. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. No brother. <laughs> Thank no you, brother. Abigail. Yes. <laughs> Larry, you didn't get one you couldn't be wrong on. Oh, uh, that's true. Is that it? That is it. Wow. Sweet. Okay. Well, that I did better than I thought. I, we did fine. Yeah, I, we did good. I, I, I don't know if there was a winner or a loser, but I was uh, a loser. Were you? Yeah, you I got, got one wrong. wrong. Oh, we got perfect. Chuck Chuck the three for three. Oh, that's right. Yep, that's yeah. too bad. Okay, that was a tough one though. I All mean, right. honestly, is that it? are we gonna? I mean, where, where did your mom go? We, we, we can't talk about it. I had no idea. We can get her. No, it's not a big deal. I'm trying to think of anything that happened this week of interest. I've been uh, sanding drywall most of the day I took over my today. business. Oh, that's right. You I did. finally did. took over and yeah. not enjoying it because <laughs> I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> and so it's fake it till you make it. Fake right. it till you make it. And so Laura had her 14th that's birthday. That's right, she did. And oh, yeah. I finally got around to actually helping, uh, working with her to make the hope chest. Oh, yeah. yeah. For her right. 13th birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and you finished it, right? Yes. It was, it was actually, yeah, she picked a very easy design, more of a uh, more of a country yeah. type chest. And I'm honest, I mean, yeah, it was it was it took less than a day. That's awesome. What it was a lot of fun. A hope chest. That, that's an interesting tradition in your mm-hmm. your house. You do a yeah. hope chest. What if they wanted like a coffin for their hope chest? Would you would you allow that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. No. Probably not going there. <laughs> Somebody tried to sell me one of those once. A coffin or yeah, a hope chest? A co- Coffin. I said, that's the last thing I need. That's right. (laughs) 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 I saw that coming. Yep, I knew it. I knew that one. Um, Most people are like, what? What? Okay, think about it. Anyway. All right, I think that's it. Uh, Anything else you want to say, Abigail? Well, this was an eventful week. Yes, that's right. How could you not remember that? I don't think he forgot that. Eventful week? I mean... Uh, On Saturday? 
Uh, oh, did that happen this week? That did happen oh, this week. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did forget that. Well, I just I didn't know when we did the last show and all that. But yes, Abigail got uh, engaged. You should yeah. put yeah. your yes. this hand. Yes, maybe. your your hand. She got engaged yeah. and uh, easy. Um, but yeah, it's um, that's that makes three within one calendar within six months. Yeah. So I think something you, I in think the water. You, I think you got to beat my record. Oh my yeah. goodness! I wasn't trying to. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh my, have a, have mercy on me, people. But uh, no, that's exciting. Yeah. We're just trying to figure out the details. We're trying to get one done first, and then uh, like they came to me like, we want to get married like a couple weeks after this one. I'm like, e- time out. My goodness. Urgh. Yeah. Put on the brakes. Uh, roll with so it. we're working with them, but uh, yeah, Abigail and Levi. So we're really excited about that. And uh, is this so, a kissing? Well, it's about to be. So yeah. It's about to be. Yeah. It's about to be. So yeah, no, but yeah, it's uh, it's really good. It's really exciting to have all the young couples and uh, young love in the air. That's yes. for sure. Yeah. So that is exciting. So yes, that 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 happened this week. I forgot. <laughs> I thought it happened the previous week. A but, lot of weddings uh, coming up. Too yes, many. yours. Yeah. Uh, the only one, Chuck. What what happened? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're out of the loop right I'm now. I'm out of the loop, but we're hanging in there. I'm, break, I'm, huh? I'm still I'm still for, <laughs> going to try to get one for the years out. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we're I keep still, forgetting we're still about still Ben because yeah. he's so he's he's out in the middle of nowhere somewhere. <laughs> he literally is out in the middle of nowhere. Right. He's right. on a boat in the Pacific off the coast of Alaska. So. That's right. And there, and there is talks that by the end of the year, he's going to be married too. So yeah, we're all, yeah. this yeah. is crazy, man. Crazy. This is, if you want your kids to get married, just come to our house and drink the water. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They'll end up getting engaged soon. So anyway. All right. Thanks, Abigail, for uh, joining us for the game. This might be one of the last times we hear Abigail's game time with Abigail. So yeah, might, we might have a few more weeks. We might, but yeah. she, she's getting very busy planning. And, yeah. and, and all that traveling, so who knows how much time we're gonna have with her doing game time? So, yeah, we'll have to start doing interviews, yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah. forget, I forgot about that. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Larry. We uh, may actually get the entertainment piece in for once. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about the uh, yeah, that's right. We, we 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 don't do what we say we're gonna do around here, yeah, anyway. Okay, get us out of here, Joshua, and we're gonna finish up the, the rest of the show. Thank you for listening to the Mike Charleston Show. Joshua did give me the thumbs up, but uh, I figured it out. We are back. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to finish up this episode here. We got the two, three more points here. Yeah. So the third point is that they are inconsistent with their beliefs. Okay. Yeah. That sounds very accusatory. It like, is. yeah, you're not consistent. <laughs> but uh, so I, I got to admit, I'm probably not consistent either. But No, but <laughs> if they want to keep the whole law and they don't do it. So I, what do we right. mean by inconsistent with their beliefs? That they don't keep all the sacrifices. They don't keep all the Sabbaths, right? Right. That's a lot of a lot of people don't realize this. There are more than one Sabbath. Well, how not do you know? Maybe they do keep them all. Uh, well, the ones I've met, okay. they only keep the weekly Sabbath, the Shabbat meal. Yeah, right. But and if you so look at the high Sabbath, right? Well, in the Old Testament, there are like when you have the feast, like the um, Passover. Right. The first day is a Sabbath. Right. And I believe. I believe, in fact, I think maybe the whole week, but I think I know the last day, first and last day, 
our Sabbath. Right. So in practice, you can have two Sabbath days in a row. And in fact, I think I looked it up. Uh, there are at least 64 Sabbath Sabbath days we in get the it. Old yep, Testament. Yep. So. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. And they don't they don't keep them all, right? right they and keep they don't them. keep the Sabbath probably perfectly either. Right. And we talked about that with redefining terms. Um, I guess that's next point. Hmm. Okay, so we'll just move on. Um, yeah, the feast days, but no sacrifice. So they, they want to do these feast days, and, and they don't do any sacrificing. Right. How do you keep the Passover if you're not going to sacrifice a lamb? Well, I, I read about someone who had a disastrous one, and they tried to sacrifice a lamb. And it just didn't go very well. The, the poor <laughs> lamb died a, 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 a miserable death. Wow. And uh, yeah, and it just was miserable. You, and, re- you read about this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, th- this person was telling their experience uh, in the Hebrew Roots movement. And this was, um, th- they were telling how uh, Yeshua probably is disappointed in them and they're going to have to repent or something. I don't know what they do. I don't know. Uh, you know maybe make a sacrifice. Maybe make another <laughs> sacrifice to cover up the bad <laughs> oh, sacrifice. <sorry>. <laughs> Oh, no, I mean, I wouldn't think that I mean, you wouldn't think they would do a sacrifice if they if they professing to be a believer and a, a Christian. Right. Then you wouldn't do a sacrifice. It wouldn't make sense. No. So, but part of the things of the law would indicate. So, James two ten, babe. What does it say? For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. So this is where they only pick and choose certain parts of the law that are convenient or easier or because they can't do all of the law right now because there's no temple, there's no priesthood, there is all these things are not in play right now. So you can't be a true Jew right now because right. you can't keep all the laws. And so it's just convenient that they, they want to just keep the Ten Commandments or they want to keep some of the ceremonial or dietary laws. And it's very convenient uh, that you do that, but you don't keep some of the other laws. Uh, but, you know, they might point out the same thing for us and be like, well, you like to point to certain ones and maybe people do that, but you're the one telling us we have to keep the law. You know, I'm not the one saying right. that. So uh, anyway, so Matthew 23, 23 through 24 says, is, is a harsh one. It says, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done, and not to leave the other undone. Ye blind guides, which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. Yeah, how do you say that? Anise? Anise? I always always thought it it was anise, Uh, but anise. Like star anise? Anise. I was going to go anise. Anise. Anyway, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they they, they strain at a gnat, and they make sure that they follow a law, and yet they should have had judgment, mercy, and faith. You know, right. and they missed that part of it, and yeah, I feel they, like this is where they're 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 missing. Or maybe they're saying we're trying to do both, and we can now because of Christ. We can have that mercy, uh, judgment, and faith with keeping the other parts. You know, mm-hmm. so not Hebrews faith. I mean, not Hebrews root. So there there are other movements, uh, other things out there right. that you can look at. You can follow there in my life. Give some examples, and I'm not going to go who they are, but you know there were times where we may have followed after something, and we don't anymore. Right. Re- realistically, when we're part of the uh, of these other things, they gave you certain guidelines. Yes. Yep. They, that that gave you um, almost like a, a fence. Sure. Or parameters. There's there yeah. parameters that you live within. Right. There's comfort in the fact that there's parameters around you. Absolutely. And it gives an appearance of righteousness. Righteousness. Yeah. Right. Uh, an appearance of, of of a godliness that you are 
the authentic that we mentioned earlier. And I feel like that 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 this scripture actually points towards that, that we're, we're, we're trying to do things that make us more pleasing to yes. God when the reality is Jesus Christ was the sufficient peace that makes us pleasing right. to God. Right. There is nothing else. We're not pleasing to God. We're as filthy rags. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I think that we are in danger, um, people are in danger of looking to man-made Man. ideas yeah. that make us look good in appearance to others, when in reality, God's looking at the weightier matters of the heart. Right. And that's what yeah. we need to realize, that any of these things, the Hebrew Roots Movement, any other movement, any other organization that's going to take you and add to is distracting from what's the what's the intent of the heart. Right, right. right. And Christ is at the center of it, right? Yes. So that is the important part here. So, uh, so inconsistent with their beliefs. What about number four? They redefine terms to fit their agendas. So, this is a big one in any cult. And and when I say cult, I'm just saying that in general. But uh, am I calling them a cult? Kind of. But the, um, (laughs) you know, in any cult, you have to redefine the terms. And when we say redefine terms, because people say, well, you, you like to talk about how this word is not used properly. And it's one thing to define a word, right. but when you redefine a word very bizarrely, and that's the main emphasis of your group, right. that's redefining the terms to fit your agenda instead of just redefining the you know uh, understanding a word that may be misunderstood in some ways. Um, and so some of the words like they will tr- take terms like fulfilled and lawlessness. So the fulfilled, like Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law, but I came to fulfill the law. Right. Well, most of us, just plain reading, we understand what that means. Yeah. We, we can understand that he fulfilled the law. He he completed the law. He, he did it all, and he, he's, he fulfilled it. Well, they say fulfilled doesn't always mean finished and it's done away with. Fulfilled can mean, you know, that, so they change the definition of fulfilled. Yeah. Uh, to fit their needs, right. you know, and that that instead of letting the the word define itself, they they change the word or they change the definition of the word. Another one is lawlessness, where we can read lawlessness, which really isn't in the King James, but whatever, it's fine. It's it's usually transgression in in the King James, but yeah. in the other versions, it does say lawlessness, like in the New King James, and and lawlessness, and we'll have an example right here where uh, I, we didn't write down the verse. It's First John. Oh, yeah. You didn't write down the reference. I guess I did. But whosoever committed sin... I think it's uh, 1 John 3, 4, if I remember correctly. Okay. Well, okay. Larry says 3, 4. If it's wrong, just email Larry at (laughs) imwrong.gmail. It might be 3, 4. Um, Whosoever committed sin transgresseth also also the law, for sin is transgression of the law. Now, New King James says, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. So their argument being that... If you sin, it's it's lawlessness, and you were reading, you know, the finish finish the right. verses, you know, finish the verses after that. But if you commit sin, you're com- you're breaking the law. Is what lawlessness means is you're right. breaking the law. But that's not necessarily what lawlessness means. It's it's people without law. You yeah, know, they're 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 without acting as if there is no law. Well, Paul talks about that in Romans, where the, he says even the Gentiles do the things contained in the law, even though they don't have the law. Right? They have a law within themselves. Yeah. So and so when we when we use that words in our vernacular in English, you know, like man, they're 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 lawless over right. there. You know, they're they're not saying that there is no law there. They're yeah. just saying they're breaking the law. Right. And 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 so. You know, they, they would point out that this is why we have to keep the law. So they redefine lawlessness. There's a couple other words that they like to 
redefine, and um, and that that is problematic when well, you're trying to redefine other, the terms. Or a couple of other things you notice in a lot of these groups, and it's not just the Hebrew roots, but they will go to multiple versions of the Bible, right? To find something that fits their theology. Well, that's so. the so then it leads to conspiracy theories, and I didn't right. want to get into this too much because I don't know where everyone is on this, but. They do have their own Bibles. Yeah. You know, and they do think, there's a number of them that will think, this is part of the conspiracy theory, not the new Bibles, <laughs> but uh, that the original New Testament was written in Hebrew and it's not in Greek. And Greek is, is, a, is was translated later and that's why there's problems there and we can't trust the New Testament. Only one problem with that is if the same New Testament that you may not trust Paul is the same New Testament that tells us everything about Jesus. Right. And yeah. so if you don't put if you don't have a good faith that what was said is accurate with what Paul said, do we have enough faith and accuracy of what about Jesus? Right. You know what Jesus exactly. said. So that's a little bit of a problem there and uh, and anytime you start questioning the Bible and what it's it says, problem. you're going to start denying things. You're going to start you know Paul was really an apostle. Right. You know, he was he was denying the law, so he wasn't really an apostle. A lot of these groups and I'm not saying everybody in this movement, but it tends to lead towards oneness. They're not they don't believe in the Trinity anymore right. and yeah. they start denying even Jesus is God. And and so they just these are some of the problems. Not now. A lot of people say, "Well, I don't believe that." Well, that's fine, but right. it does lead towards that. A lot of people have gone full circle, and that's where it ends up. I guess it wouldn't be full circle. Okay. Uh, well, know, an, another term. It's not biblical in the Bible, but they call. I, one website said they will, will will refer to themselves as whole Bible believers. Whole Bible believers, and now, I guess we hmm. we jumped ahead because this is point number five, right? Yeah, yeah. you got to five. Right, um, we're going through number we, five right now, Larry. Go ahead, keep going. Well, no, actually, this I think this fits in four because anytime, like, have you heard of full gospel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are is that would you consider that biblical? Full gospel. Full, full go- I want to be full gospel, whatever that well, is. Well, yeah, yeah, but they have to read what you mean by it and what those in the full gospel right. mean by it are totally different. Yeah, and the same thing here. We believe the whole Bible, but not the same way. They right, they're redefining what right, the whole Bible means. Right. Yeah. So, I look at the whole Bible as, uh, one, I mean, it's God's Word, and it's useful for, what is it, uh, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for teaching. doctrine. or proof, teaching, Yeah, the first one is doctrine and instruction. So, if you don't have a proper, like you use the word hermeneutics, you're going to be confused on a lot of things. Very confused. And you're gonna probably get sucked into something like this. And so it's you gotta have the right Bible and you gotta have the right methodology of studying that Bible. Well and that's that's typical with other groups out there that if they to prove their points, you almost have to have your own scriptures. Right, exactly. And am I comparing it to Jehovah Witnesses or Mormons and all but look what they do. They come out with their own scriptures and that's very dangerous. Uh, number five, they bring the Bible into question is what we were just talking about. And they claim that the original was in Hebrew, not in Greek. Sorry, Wait, we jumped, jumped ahead. you jumped ahead on that. I know. I, that's, what my, I, that's what I was saying. We're in number five all of a sudden. He was there. <laughs> so they come up with their own. Uh, so Paul was not inspired. Some some will say that they have a problem with Paul. Paul wasn't really inspired of God. He wasn't a true apostle. So they start to doubt yeah. what the scriptures say. That is dangerous when you start doing yes. that. It's a, it's a backwards 
a movement. Well, and then there's the Torah only, yeah. um, you know, people where when they say law, that's re- really referring to Torah. So does that mean we leave out Kings, Chronicles, Psalms, Proverbs, Prophets? You know, is, is that what we're really talking about too? Or we yeah, just you, keep the law? So anyway, that is, uh, so we, uh, we've still got a little bit of time here, babe. And I wanted to leave this. This is a big portion here. Uh, where do we want to start? Because you, you printed out the whole Colossians 2. I did, because you just said you, you would just want to go through Colossians 2, and I didn't know what parts. I, I didn't want to do whole the whole thing. thing but, I figured. Uh, uh, real quick while you're thinking about that, when I we talk about, about different hermeneutics <laughs> and stuff, like when Jesus came and preached it, in Matthew chapter 4, it says he, can't, he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's different than the gospel that Paul preached. Well, so that's, is, I think, the problem they have. Right. right. So that's what I'm. Uh, that's just an example. If you don't see the the proper interpretation of these things, right, you're going to be confused at best because Jesus lost, was still or, yeah. under the law system. Right. Because the Book of Matthew is a transition going from the, the Old, Old Testament, Testament under the law <clears throat> into the yeah. New Covenant. Absolutely. Under grace. grace. Yeah. And Paul, you can see the difference of the gospel that. Jesus was presenting in Matthew, not that it's a contradiction, but Jesus came to the nation of Israel right. first. And even when he sent out the disciples, he told them to stay within the boundaries of Israel. Mm-hmm. Don't go to the Gentiles. And so, but later in the book of Acts, what did he say? He said, first go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Right. So it was the gospel was to first stay with Israel. They rejected it. And then... So that's the the proper way to interpret the scriptures. If you right. but if you don't see that, you're going to miss it. Okay, so, so anyway. looking at Colossians. Before, before you oh, do okay. Colossians, you too. I, ha- okay. I got something to say. I did my so, rant. I got you could do your. <laughs> well, I didn't know if you wanted to mention how a lot of people get into this movement. Like who? Oh yeah, good. Yeah, that's a good point. Starts. Who usually? Uh, okay, you mean like women? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is. It is generally woman led. And it usually starts with what kind of laws first? It's usually the diet laws, the diet and laws. and that usually is what started because yeah. women are in the kitchen and they want to start eating healthier. And there's like, well, hey, there's something in the Bible about not eating pork or not pork pig. Well, and that's that's why I feel like when and, when we start reading about all of this, I do somewhat sympathize with people that end up here because I feel like they do start with good intentions. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's like you look at, you know, I'm reading through the Old Testament and you read some of that stuff and you feel like, well, it's in there for a reason, which we know the reason. But sure, I can understand sure. how somebody might read it and think, yeah. well, I wonder if maybe some of this could be beneficial for me to do. Like, so, and maybe there's there's a deeper reason. So, I mean, I I'm can sure understand there is, how people fine. get into that. It, right. And they get yeah. caught up and, and they're just silly, lady, silly women laden with sins that are, you know, I can pick up from house to house and... And yeah. that's what the scripture says. I'm yeah. not just saying that, right. but that is the verse that, yeah, it you is. know. Yeah. Uh, and same thing with Amish. They have good intentions. Yeah. You know, they, there's a lot of these people that have good intentions by working and, and, and doing yeah. the things that they're supposed to do. But where does it end? Where does it end? Yeah. You know, it, it, where does it stop? And, and so it's like pork and shrimp and, and all these Bad things. Fish. And then where does it, it lead to the other things? I have to dress a certain way. Mm-hmm. Do I have to say certain words? Do I have to? And then it becomes bondage. Right. And, and it's not freedom. So no, I think you're right. We were um, the, going back to the discussion Jeannie and I were having on the way over here. I hadn't even really considered that when I was looking at this. And she brought up the same point that it's it's... Women actually are definitely more emotional than sure, men. Yeah, sure. 
And they look at things and see things and say, well, okay, well what is it about this that's good? And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But this is another point where it's important for the husband and wife relationship to be in a right set and balance so that whenever you are looking at these things and trying to decide, you know, what is Scripture really saying, that you're, you're seeking the whole counsel of God and you're able to communicate with each other and come to a conclusion and decision right. amongst yourselves. Because, like I said, we went down the road a couple of different ways uh, in a couple of different areas. And we, honestly, I didn't remember, but Jeannie said, you know, it was basically me starting to go down that road. And there was a certain point where I said, no, we're not going to do this anymore. And, you know, I'm thankful we didn't. We changed because there, there, there are problems with it. But you need to look at that. Not everything is... Not everything is great. Not everything is bad. There's nothing wrong with actually studying the Old Testament and right. seeing these different things that they did, and definitely seeing the types that yeah. are brought out and the things that they were pointing to. It's a shadow of the image. Those are all good things. There's nothing wrong. So they do start with good intentions. Oftentimes, I feel like we are we're susceptible to that as human beings to be able to be brought down that road. Absolutely, we need to be have. Uh, uh, the relationship. You need to have a good relationship with your wife so you can communicate and, and, and make the wise decision. Absolutely. Well, and, and using the discernment, right? Yeah. Yes, discernment. <laughs> you go, if, you do, if you want to, go back to the last episode well, and listen uh, to the discernment. Also, you look at in the Old Testament, the children of Israel, when you know they God was judging them, sending the serpents. Moses made the brass serpent and mm-hmm. lifted it up on the pole. Later on, they started worshiping that image, and it became yeah. so. Right. It was they took something that God meant as healing for them, and then they turned that into an idol. And well, and also a lot of these people, are usually former charismatics, uh, not always, but it's usually homes that the the man is not really taking his spiritual leadership seriously, so it leaves the women susceptible to these things, right. and they're not very good at hermeneutics. And it's just read the New Testament, but yeah. they start. They're usually un, they're, they they follow conspiracies because then it just leads like, well, then maybe the New Testament wasn't accurate, maybe this wasn't, and they start doubting, and you start right, doubting right. the Word of God. Yep. That is always tricky. Um, so yes, you wanted just to bring that up, just to, to spark controversy. Well, and, well uh, <laughs> if you don't have a foundation as the sure Word of God, then yeah. Yeah, well, this Bible says this, this Bible says that. Yep. Uh, you, then you don't, you're well, that's confused. one thing that you can see whenever you're going, it, that you can use as a guide whenever you're looking at something like this. Yeah. Is it, is it bringing answers and clarity or is it creating uh, yeah. more questions? Right. Yeah. Right. If it's creating more questions, then you probably aren't finding the truth. No, right. that's a good point. That's, uh, that's uh, we, we're to rest in Christ and not uh, be, be bound. So anyway, I wanted. There's a lot of verses that we could have finished oh, on, yeah. and there's a number of the Pauline epistles. And yes, I said Paul, uh, <laughs> but here is this is Colossians two, and we'll just start at uh, verse six. And babe, you're the you can read better than us, but let's. Go, well, I'll, I'll just stop you when I want you to stop. But okay. go ahead. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith. Okay, right there. It doesn't say anything about the law. You're not rooted and built up in the law. Not yet. You're rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, not established in the law. Maybe he'll get to that later. Go ahead. As ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Okay, so the traditions of men could mean other things other than the law in the, in, in the, New, in the Old Testament, but after the, the rudiments of the world, not after Christ. 
the rudiments of the world, the traditions of men are are, are you're going to see in context here are going to be a reflection of the law here just shortly. Okay, so go ahead. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him. You're complete in him. Oh, what about that? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. So he has forgiven us of all of our trespasses and, uh, and all of our sins, right? Mm-hmm. So if we are to keep the law, what if we break those, those laws? We didn't really co- cover, uh, cover the jurisdiction part of this. Right. But each, each law that you break has a certain uh, penalty. penalty. To right. It. Well, you look at most of them in the Old Testament and then- a lot of them are death. Yeah, yeah the not good. Is pretty severe. <laughs> and so, is that going to be our penalty, or did Christ take away the penalty? So, what's the if? And if if we break the law and there is no penalty, it ceases being a law, right? right? You, you know. So anyway, that's just a our, little a toothless lion, right? Yeah. So fourteen. Our here's a, here's, a, here's where we get serious here, right? Okay, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against. Oh, us. Wait a minute, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances. That is definitely talking about the the law. Mm-hmm. You know, all those <clears throat> ordinances that mm-hmm. we had to do. Which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. So it was out of the way. He put it to the cross. He nailed it to the cross. That is where it was finished right there. Okay. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Okay, this is where it gets interesting. Okay, let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days. Okay, now here's where they would probably say, hey, don't judge me, you know, but this is just the opposite. This (laughs) is like talking about all the rudiments and all the traditions and all these things that don't... These aren't these are people that aren't celebrating the new moons, the the Sabbath days, and uh, the holy day, holy days, and and uh, eat, they're probably eating meat that they're not supposed to, and, and all. That. And he says, "Don't let for let no man judge you in those things that you're not doing." Uh, that's what he's saying here because they're not. You know they're not under the rudiments of the world. They're not under the traditions of men. And uh, so anyway, that's that's what it's saying there. Yep. Which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. What are shadow of things to come? The law. The law. Right. Okay, go ahead. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels. Following the law is a voluntary humility. That's what it is. That's right. You're going to make yourself, we were talking about earlier, it makes you feel like you're more righteous because you're doing something. Right. And it's a voluntary humility. They take pride. I don't know about worshiping of angels, but um, okay. They They take pride (laughs) in their humility. (laughs) That's right. Intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knit together increaseth with the increase of God. Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, and we are. Yeah. why, as though living in the world, are you subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not. What is the law right there? The law is touch not, taste, taste not, not, handle not. not. It yep. is all about don't eat this, don't touch that, be clean. That is the law. Why are we subject to that? He's saying this right here. Why are we subject? If we're dead, if we're dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, because is Christ dead with the rudiments of the world? Yes. Yep. We're, we're, we're dead with Christ. We're buried with Christ. We're raised mm-hmm. with Christ. We're in Christ. We're not in Adam anymore. So why are we subject to these things? Why are we subject to ordinances of touch not, taste not, handle not? 
which all are to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have indeed a show of wisdom and will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. I, I mean, that's a good verse to end on because it's, it's, it just spells it out. And then he goes on to chapter three where, so set your affections on things, things above. above. Yeah. Don't set your affections on the law. Right. Don't set your affections on things that are, are dead and dying. Set your affections on things above because that's where Christ is. And right. um, so you're dead and your life is hid with Christ and God. Uh, that's our hope. You know, yeah. our hope is not to fulfill the law. Christ did that. Right. I don't so, need to. Right. I'm fuf- the law is fulfilled in Christ through, and I can live in Christ and the, and his righteousness is imputed to me. Yes, so and, why, I, and I know we could we could probably talk about this yeah. in many more episodes because this this isn't just a Hebrew roots issue. No, no. Uh, this issue sneaks in subtly yeah. in churches yeah. where they they have a form of godliness. Yeah. And they keep the laws, certain laws, maybe not the all the laws because that one's a pretty easy one to kind of dismiss. But there's a lot of people out there will sneak in some laws. We well, got to do this. You got to do that. And uh, well, so this add, is applicable yeah. for for all. Yeah, they'll add things even to salvation. You got to. Deny yourself, take up your cross, right. all these... Baptism. Like, yeah, baptism, church membership, church tithing. Membership. <laughs> so, yeah, yep. So, all right, Joshua, I know we are way over, right? Not way over, we're, four know, we're doing good. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. So, all right, guys, anything, last words? Well, I would say just to finish is that we, like we just said, the, the law, Paul said the law has jurisdiction over a man as long as he lives. Once you're dead... You're not under that. The law cannot touch you because now you're, you're dead, dead to it. Yeah. And guess what? We're dead. Right. We're Jesus. dead. Our life is hid with Christ in God. We are dead. That's what it yeah. says in, in Colossians 3, 2, right? And what was it Jesus said on the cross? He said, it's finished. He fulfilled the law. He completed the task. He's done. And now he, not only did he die to save us and pay the penalty that we should have paid, but he oh, he rose again. Yes. And overcame death. Yep. So now we can live holy and righteous through faith. That's right. And and, and, the, and the good news is that we don't have to go backwards. Right. Read the book of Hebrews. The Hebrews is talking about moving forward and not backward. Right. Going back to the law is going backward. And I'm sure they have an understanding of Hebrews. I don't understand. But, um, <laughs> you know... I, so God's this, not interested in... in things of the outer nature. He's not interested in the sacrifices. He's not interested. Right. He's interested in a broken and a contrite heart. Right. The yeah. Spirit, if you are a Christian, the Spirit is living within you. Walk in the Spirit and fulfill His joy. Absolutely. That's the simple gospel. Yep. Yeah, and live That's in it. the rest. Christ is, He said, I am the Lord of the Sabbath, and we can live in His rest. Yes. Absolutely. So that's good news. Yeah. And uh, obviously, if you have questions, you can email us at talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org or um, just hit us up on the Facebook page or whatever if you Subscribe have a comment. on YouTube. Yeah, I, yeah, whatever. You want to ask your questions, I'm sure we get some comments or something on this. But uh, look, we, we, we understand how you can get caught up in some of these things. And, and this is why we did the discernment one. We have to discern right. what is good. And we just want to encourage people of some of the dangers that are out there there and just be aware of those things so all right guys well for all of you guys uh this is mike and we're signing off so we'll see you next week hi i'm joshua charleston the producer for the mike charleston show if you enjoyed listening to the show please help us spread the word by liking subscribing sharing leaving a review or just tell a friend if you're watching on youtube feel free to leave a comment down below if you'd like to be a part of the show please email us at talk at fellowship of believers.org we look forward to hearing from you
We hope you enjoyed listening to The Mike Charleston Show. The Mike Charleston Show. Yeah.